Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. My name is uh, Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, I get to talk about Christ, hope, peace, joy, life today in these times. Thanks for listening. If you want to uh, give out of thanks to be God, otherwise it's free, um, go to givestj.com. Thank you. When Pearl Harbor was attacked in 1941, a young man named Audie Murphy took it upon himself to enlist. Now, he was only uh, 17. I think there's a song, actually. But uh, his mom had uh, died a while ago. His dad had abandoned them. But all he could think of was joining and fighting for his neighbor. Removing and crossing all barriers, whatever he could do. And he goes there and he was rejected by all branches of the military because he was underweight and he kept on trying until finally the army took him. And if that wasn't enough, and that is enough, he signed up and he went. The man led charges. He got um, lots of uh, awards for bravery, a medal of honor from the U.S. and and also from uh, France and England, I think. Audie Murphy would not let anything stop him. He went back into the house that's on fire to save people, to do what he could. If you think that's a beautiful story of someone that uh, crossed barriers, boundaries, didn't care about social distancing, if you will, or being safe, then Jesus one-ups that, doesn't he? We talk a lot about social distancing now, as we should. It's important, right? Um, There's nothing wrong with that. We're actually helping people out by not spreading this illness that can really hurt uh, some people. But Jesus, man, (laughs) praise God, he doesn't get social distancing at all, does he? We see that especially in today's gospel lesson in chapter 9 of John. If you want to, you can get your Bible out and uh, take a look at it. But uh, John tells us that um, Jesus was uh, in Jerusalem and... um, saw this man who apparently was born blind, not just, uh, you know, something happened and had an accident maybe, or, or was not temporarily blinded. I think that's the key that John wants us to know, but he was born blind, never could see, probably missing particular uh, things in his body, in his eyes to even see. It was, it was just a done deal. And Jesus uh, sees this man and his disciples saw this fellow too, and they want to be these smart theologians. They want to determine whether or not they should socially distance themselves from this fellow, quite frankly. And so they said, Rabbi, who sent this man or his parents that he was born blind? First of all, they are absolutely focused on rules and laws and what's wrong and what did this person do wrong to get what they get because that's how it works right in the world uh we talk about that all the time especially in america everything that you do it's because everything that you have was because you either worked hard for it or maybe you didn't work hard enough we do that a lot don't we and they especially did that back then they saw a problem they saw an issue they saw a failure they saw a poor person or a blind person or whatever and immediately it must be god is mad with them god is punishing them for some sort of sin and it's not crazy for them to think about that by the way because illness and death catastrophe is the result of sin in general. But that's all they're thinking. And they probably went around this fellow and they probably wanted to kind of be apart from this guy. And you know what? We do the same thing. 
Maybe we don't do it simply in a moral way, although I think we do. Look at that person. They're just lost in this other morality or this amorality, right? They, they, I, I can't hang out with that person or associate with that person or that person will never come to church. So we kind of walk around them. We distance ourselves from them. We do it also in the sense of that person over there with that grocery cart, you know, running down, you know, walking down, uh, uh, you know, Ohio uh, Avenue. And, and uh, it must be because he's lazy or he's crazy or uh, his parents were. We judge, don't we? In many different ways. Look, listen to what Jesus says. Jesus answers them, neither this man nor his parents sin but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus is in the world. But notice what Jesus sees here. He sees not a problem But he sees potential answers, not an obstacle, but an opportunity for something amazing to happen. That if, in fact, this guy was not born blind, not in the situation, then this awesome thing they're about to see would never happened. This has happened, he said. Think about it. So that the works of God should be revealed in this fellow. What if we look at our predicament I mean, my goodness, the pandemic, what I, what's, uh, it's terrible, it's sad, it's scary. But what's amazing about it is you can't go around saying, well, that person that's in, that person sinned, or China, they've got a problem, or they have a problem. Well, it's a pandemic. So no more pointing fingers. It's all of us. But Jesus says, don't just think about it like that. Who's sinned or who's not? I mean, repent. Yeah, we're sinners. But how about this is an opportunity? How about perhaps that this pandemic going around is actually a way that God is going to show people how awesome, how loving he is. And he's going to do that through his church as people care for one another, as this pandemic is going to be ended, as people are brought to faith in Christ, as they realize and let go of the gods they made of things, that if it's not a pandemic, something else will take it and destroy it. Instead, we get to place our hope on the one that can't be destroyed and on the promises and the gifts that we have that cannot be taken away in Jesus. Forgiveness, eternal life. What if St. James, the church in this city, doesn't see this as a problem, but instead as an opportunity to be church, to let the light of Christ shine? Because now, if ever, is a time where you can really see a light Why? Because it's so dark. So Jesus says these words and he encourages us to look at our challenges and what's wrong in the the world and what's wrong in our life too. Repent for sure. And let us repent of being social distancing people when there's not a pandemic. Walking around people and avoiding people, not forgiving people, not apologizing. But also let us see this is a time to be the light of Christ, this opportunity. After Jesus said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And then he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Jesus doesn't understand 
how we're supposed to avoid certain people. He doesn't understand how we're supposed to distance ourselves from people who are just too lost, whether it's they're too sick or they're suffering and we just don't want to have that in our life, or they're full of sin and they're going the wrong way. Jesus crosses the line, not just by seeing this person. Remember, Jesus always sees people we do not see. He's seen you. But Jesus spits saliva, his own bodily fluid, the bodily fluid of the Son of God. And he mixes it with earth, maybe like God created man out of dirt, life. And he put it in the guy's eyes. Didn't have to do this, could have just said a word. But I love this intertwining of himself, literally, upon this fellow. And it seems gross at first, spit. (laughs) But I bet some of you know Or would love to have, as we are socially distant, not being able to talk to our loved ones or maybe not be able to see them or maybe we can see and talk over Skype or Zoom, but we would just love to embrace them. We'd love to have, we'd love to, we'd love to feel their spit as they speak to us, fall upon us again. Especially those that are in the grave, we'd take their spit on our foreheads for sure. Jesus, the Holy One, God, spit on this fellow. And it was beautiful. And with it, as we know, his eyes were opened. And not only opened in that he's now physically cured, because that's what Jesus has come to do. Remember this, it is a physical cure. We will rise again from the dead. But this man, as we see later on, when he opens his eyes... He ends up seeing Jesus for who he is. We have been spat upon by Jesus in baptism. We were blind, like those Pharisees, obsessed with people's sins and our sins and who did what wrong and counting things up. We have been blind in the invention of our own religion. God's up there. We're down here. How can we get back up there? Here's a ladder. Or who cares? We don't care. We're going to go the other way. We're so far gone. We're all born blind, really. And Jesus has come to open our eyes to see hope for the first time. To see forgiveness for the first time. To see that God is not uh, careless. He's not abstract or far away. But he's literally embracing us. He's madly in love with us. This Sunday, we did a baptism of a little boy. And his eyes were opened. And he got to have the spit of God upon him. And it will change his life. If you think this is a beautiful story, the same Jesus who uh, intertwines his saliva on this fellow does more than that, doesn't he? He leaves this place. He leaves all the Pharisees and the sin counters who are very upset with him, by the way. They don't see the crazy love and forgiveness of God. They don't see the amazing miracle, actually. If you read on chapter John uh, of chapter 9 of John, of what Jesus did, all they see is, is counting sins and doing things exactly right. That they cast this guy out of their presence who was healed and they reject Jesus. 
which is insane, but that is our condition. That's how blind we are, that we need to be spit on by Christ and our eyes open too. Every day, quite frankly, especially now in this darkness, so easy to go back to being blind and being uh, absolutely suffocated by the bad news and the headlines and the shocking headlines, quite frankly, because we they love to shock and they love to say how insane things are. There's no way out and we can fall for that and we can let that shadow overcome us. We're baptized and Jesus regularly baptizes us with his words and literally through his word. And that's why you have church service. That's why you need to listen to the sermon. That's why Jesus sends his church to you to open eyes every day. I need my eyes opened every day to forget, to remember that I am a child of God. And no matter what, I'm forgiven and I will rise again. And I know that not just because of this episode, but Christ goes on and uh, intermingles, not spit, but his very blood on a cross. Hangs out, not just with a, a blind fellow that people aren't sure exactly why he's blind, but with two very clearly, surely sinners, thieves, murderers, insurrectionists, rebels on the cross. Gladly, he hangs between them as a sinner. And he intermingles his blood with our blood. And he leaves it on the cross and he cries out, it is finished. And we know that because it's not just an abstract idea. He proved it. Blood shed. Death. A body, a sacrifice given up. If you think God doesn't love you, you look to the cross where he literally touched all of humanity and all the sins of humanity fell upon him. And were buried with him. It is finished. That old devil tells you, recalls to you the things you've done or shoves your sins in front of your face. You can go to that blood poured out for you on the cross and you can say to that Satan and to yourself, it is finished, it's done. Christ has forgiven me. He has paid for all my sins. And three days later, rose again from the dead physically, Alive and well. And in the Holy Spirit of baptism, He gives you that promise. He gives you His righteous robes. He gives you that new identity. He gives you those new eyes so you can see the world as people whom God loves and wants to save. As a place that will one day be new again. He gives us eyes to see graves that will one day be opened and our loved ones walk out and we will embrace again. Brothers and sisters in Christ, do not fear. You have been spit upon by God. The Lord has crossed the barriers that should divide us from sinners and holiness. He's embraced you in baptism, in His Word, and in His church It's going to be okay. In Jesus' name, amen.